Over the past four weeks, in keeping with the season of Advent, we've made our way through a number of psalms. And the psalms we've covered have prompted us to plead with God, restore us, revive us. Our world is shrouded in darkness, Lord. We need your light. We need your salvation. We need your righteousness. And Psalm 98 declares to us that salvation has now come. The righteousness of God has been revealed. The light of God is shining in the darkness. Psalm 98 has, for for many centuries now, been associated with the Christmas season. And as we will see, that's for very good reason. Verse 1. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Now, these verses did have an original context within the history of the people of Israel. But it's, it's also easy to see why generations of Christians have come to regard Psalm 98 as ultimately referring to Jesus. For one, the word salvation, which is used three times in these first three verses, is the Hebrew word Yeshua, or in English, Jesus. That is no mere coincidence. The Lord has made known Yeshua. All the ends of the earth have seen Yeshua. Jesus, the Son of God's right hand, has worked salvation. Jesus is the righteousness of God revealed in the sight of the nations. Jesus is himself the steadfast love and faithfulness of God. And all the earth will see him. And so Psalm 98 issues this call to joyful worship. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. And and it's not just humanity. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. God has not created a cold and impersonal universe. The Bible presents us with a singing cosmos, a music-making world. Oceans and rivers and the living creatures that swarm therein and the land and the hills and the beasts of the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars and, and the birds of the air, all of these things are fully capable in their own way of offering praise to their creator. They do so constantly. And if we truly listen, we can actually hear it. When we human beings break forth into joyous song, we're actually joining our voices in harmony with a great cosmic chorus. In fact, Psalm 98 
is what inspired the song we just sang. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. We live in a singing cosmos. We live in a music-making world. But here's the question. Why? Why, according to Psalm 98, are we called to sing? Because salvation is now underway? Yes. Because righteousness is now revealed? Yes. Because the Messiah is now born? Yes. But, but look at how verse 9 puts it. Look at how verse 9 puts it. Heaven and nature are called to break forth into song because, verse 9, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. That may sound a bit strange. What does judgment have to do with salvation? Why should we sing with joy at coming judgment. When we think of judgment, I, I think most of us picture a criminal trial. Someone has done something wrong and the judge is stepping in to punish. And so as, as sinners, as the accused in that scenario, the best we can hope for is acquittal or pardon. But in Psalm 98 the people of God are not pictured as defendants. They are pictured as plaintiffs. Consider, for instance, the parable of the persistent widow. The widow comes to the judge time after time after time, not because she has done something wrong, but because she is in need of his justice. She is asking the judge to make things right. So she is not fearing judgment. She is actually hoping for judgment. And I think that demonstrates for us why verse 9 is such good news. Jesus has come to set everything right. His birth signals to us that God's reign of righteousness has come to the earth. All things will be made right. All things are being made right. And you get to be a part of it. He will dry every tear. He will bind up every wound. He will heal every disease. He will mend every treachery, every breach of trust, every cruelty will dissolve into nothingness. The fatherless will find a home. The solitary will be greeted as family. Nothing will be able to rob this world of joy. No quarrel, no falling out, no divorce, no estrangement, not even death will be able to rob this world of joy. So you see, 
joy in the face of this coming judgment is at the very heart of the meaning of Christmas. The Messiah is born. The Lord is come. He will judge the world with righteousness. He will judge the peoples with equity. So let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and nature sing, for all things will be made right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.